What's going on, Society members? Welcome to the Underground Society Podcast, a show that helps you achieve your goals in the EDM industry. My name is Justin McGarry, and I invite you to join me in discovering the challenges that the professionals in our industry had to overcome in order to get to where they are today. Today's topic, I feel like, applies to more than just the music industry. Really, anyone with a dream, I'm sure, can relate to feeling unsure of how to begin pursuing whatever their end goal is and how to not give up once they start in their journey. Today, our guest, Divinity, who is not only an artist, but also the owner of the record label Divine Records, is here to tell us how she has struggled with this within her own career and how she's been able to break through this barrier. And as a special treat, we even have a 30-minute guest mix from her, which is something that we haven't done in quite a few episodes. So hope you're ready for this one. Let's get started. Underground Society Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Era of EDM, a lifestyle brand inspired by electronic music. Based out of Northern California, They are proud to announce their magazine will be available free via print and digital come April 2022. And on top of that, they're working on bringing some of the biggest acts to their local market. Check them out on eraofedm.com to see all they're doing and stay in the know. What really made you dive into music? Did you want to do anything prior to doing music when you were like growing up or anything? Or was music always been like the main thing? Okay, so definitely when I was growing up, I had an older sister and she was always singing every time she was belting out loud, always singing in the shower. And I was like, you know what? I want to try singing. Like, that sounds so much fun. So when I was like five years old, I started like just, you know, learning the songs that she was learning and singing. And then she's like, you have a good voice. I'm like, really? Yeah. (laughs) So then I started just singing, singing, singing. And then I had like a talent show in fifth grade and I sang like a very... (laughs) controversial song now that I think about it. It was a Marilyn Monroe because my sister was like obsessed with her and she got me into that. So it was like, I want to be loved by you, which like I said, it's kind of controversial now thinking about it, like a fifth grader singing that. But yeah. at that time I was like very naive and like, didn't know, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I sang, I sang that and it, you know, I just loved being on stage and just having everybody, you know, clap. And, you know, it was just such like a fifth grader just performing and I was nervous. But then right when I got on stage, I was like, you know what, like this was, this is amazing. Like I can see myself being on here for a long time. So then after that, I started diving into like musical theater and I got nominated for like best young actress at one of my theaters, community theaters. So I was kind of always doing like singing and acting. Yeah. Who were some of your earlier influences? Cause you said you sang a Madonna song when you were in fifth grade, right? Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe, my bad. Um, no, you're good. Other than her, who were some earlier influences, like more like along the electronic lines? What drew you into that? Right. So I would say it would have to be, I mean, when I first started getting into like mode step early, oh, early, sick. I'm Great talking voice. about, yeah, Sunlight yeah. Hurts My Eyes, like that video, iconic, so funny. Skrillex, of course. I mean, Scream, yeah. Banga, Ominous. Like, I mean, I was even into like Datsik a long time ago, hey, but that, that name's know. actually been coming up a lot. It's everyone's like yeah. ashamed to say so, but it's like he made an impact and before he pulled all shit, but <laughs> right. Like before I knew, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Before I knew that was definitely. And then, um, just going into a deep dive in UKF, like once I found UKF, like YouTube Game channel, over. I was like, that's it. I'm in this <laughs> rabbit hole. That's it. There's never going out. Like, this is it. This is what I love. Cause I just, I don't know if it's just like an Aquarius thing, but I just love like things that are super different and unique. Yeah. Same. You know how EDM is. There's a lot of stuff that like sounds a lot alike, but like the stuff that I'm like, holy crap, this stands out like that. The stuff that I actually press like on my Spotify is the stuff that actually is different and stands out. Like I feel, I feel like it's so important as an artist to just be different and like be into like the new wave of stuff and create your own new wave. 
Absolutely. Because there's always like a cookie cutter way. There's like the, you know, typical arrangement, or but I love yeah. people breaking boundaries and just, you know, trying different things. And I agree. I'm the same way. Like the weirder you get, the more I'm like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to get into a little bit of your name. Once you were attracted to the EDM industry, when did your name Divinity and like your brand of Divinity start coming together? So I actually, the first thing that I was going to be named, like the first thing was Amethyst because that's my birthstone. But then I realized I'm, yeah, it was like, um, when I searched on Google, it was already so many Amethyst and it was really hard to find. And then I was like, you know what, let me try divinity because I'm just, I just love spirituality. And that's kind of like what I tie into my, my brand. Mm -hmm. So, and who I, just who I am, not even a brand, but like me, who I am. And um, so divinity just kind of always actually was divine first. And then same problem. I was like, I can't really stand out with this word. There's so many different things. And then I was like, divinity, same thing. But then I was like, you know what? Let me add a three in there. And then I couldn't find anything like at all. Yeah. You're the only thing that pops up when I search online divinity right (laughs) right so i mean when i first started there was like nothing there i was like oh my gosh perfect this is exactly what i'm gonna do and then actually i i kind of put a little bit the three a little bit more symbolic where it actually means third eye. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, you know what? This is perfect. Like I, so I fell in love with the name and then I was always writing it like in cursive all the time, like in papers, like doodling when I was bored and I was like, nice. divinity, divinity. Even like in the shower and I was like, I'm divinity. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is me. <laughs> so when I finally, I, I was like, you know what? This definitely resonates with me. Like I, I really love this name. And then I just ran with it. <laughs> Nice. Um, did you start that name during the R&B phase of you starting in the music industry or was that not until electronic? No. So I actually wanted to quickly touch base on that story yeah. really quick yeah. where when I was in that studio, that producer, he basically said, um, cause I was saying that he, they had creative control, everything. They wrote the song, they produced yeah. it. I just sang on it. And then once I finally said, Hey, I want to kind of geared towards more like the electronic music scene. It was like, oh, the electronic music scene is only dying. I would stick Tough to R and B. Yeah. No. Awesome. And then basically just like shitting on my whole like idea. Like, oh, she's just some naive girl that just wants to do this kind of genre that's sucks, basically, right? Just long story short. Little did they know. It's like right. one of the biggest genres in the US. Seriously though. So I was like, okay, like he's older than me, politely respected him, left. And then after I left, I was like, I am never having anybody tell me what to do with my brand or who I am or right. me as an artist. I'm never. So then after that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start producing. I'm going to learn how to make my own shit and never have anyone tell me what to make ever again. So that's kind of like where I started producing. And um, I went to school at Garnish, which was basically one of the first accredited schools for electronic music production. And I got to work with some like Grammy. Where's that from? Um, London, actually. Oh, sick. That's awesome. Right. And then they moved to, they have um, in LA and also some other, some other spots as well. But I got to work with some Grammy nominated artists and some nice. guy who was just insane with sound design. I'm still like, you know, going back, I'm just like, that, that guy was insane. Like, you know, I, I couldn't take it all in in the beginning because I was just learning and it's a lot to soak it's a in. Lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, it was a great experience just to have like a small classroom and just have, 
you know, kind of like a little family of producers. We all just kind of just work on music and everyone's passionate and you just get to be in that environment. So right. I feel like that kind of helped me to be more passionate. And then afterwards, that's when the real, I would say, knowledge started to grow. Because as much as school is amazing and everything, like for the field that we're in, it's not like it's 100% necessary. Like I'm True. not going to be a rocket science, you know? Some of the biggest artists never went to school for any of this. They just trial exactly. and error YouTube tutorials. <laughs> 100% and now yeah. it's even better because before when I was YouTubing like a lot of things like there was only such you know it wasn't as big as it is now now there's a YouTube tutorial for literally everything even experimental yeah. you know tear out like anything and before it wasn't really like you would see some but they weren't you know the best videos but now right. it's like exactly you, there's just so much information and well then there's like workshops and stuff like shout out to fire society I love their yes. business model and doing stuff like that and just Literally, if you have access to the internet, you can learn anything. Exactly. This is the third interview in the road. I said that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically, my where most of my growth was was actually not in school because it was like when you're first going and you learn, it's a lot. Like it's a lot yeah. to take in. So I feel like the most growth that I had as a producer was after school and really applying that knowledge because you can get that knowledge wherever, but it's what you do with the knowledge that really matters. So I yep. just like dove in and I was like trial and error. I had many months where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Am I even good? And then other months where I'm like, I got this. I got to keep going. Like, this is all I see myself doing. Like, there's no plan B. Like, I can't see myself doing anything besides like music. <laughs> I think that that's really what it takes for people to really do well in this industry. It's like, I yeah. literally don't see myself in doing anything else. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have to do no, this. <laughs> seriously, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Going back to music school in your experience, what was the biggest thing that you got from going to school for it? I would say the push of being around people that are as passionate as you are like, yeah. and also just learning from people that have been in the industry, like a little bit more of the music business side, as well as just retaining the knowledge that they've had for years. <laughs> like these, these people have worked with amazing artists and, you know, just surrounding yourself with people that are already either have been there or on the same journey. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing that what I've gotten out of it was just a lot of knowledge from people that are passionate. That's yeah. awesome. Along with the program, because I know like Icon, I talk a lot about Icon because I'm planning on going there later this year. Nice. Oh, that's only a year long program. So what was your, like, was it a, just a year long program? Or was it was a few years or how was, how long was two, the process? Two, 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 two. two years. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, then that gives you a little bit more time to dive in probably like Icon's very fast paced, but I'm sure this is a little bit like, okay, quarters systems. And is it kind of similar yeah. to like a, like a two year degree, like an associate's degree? Well, so you can take it further and study in London, but I just felt like that wasn't needed for me yeah. because I just learned so much. Like basically I learned what I needed to know. And then the rest was just me just actually just being in the DAW and right, doing right. things. <laughs> and like, so, um, cause then you went on to create your record label. How long have you been doing that? All right. So I actually used to work with dirty snatcher for dirty snatcher records. Oh, sick. I love that. I know a lot of people that release with them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to help him a lot for like a year or so. And then um, that's when I started doing production. So I was like, you know, yeah. I really want to focus on producing and getting my music together. And he was like, that's fine. Like, I understand. So then I started my own record label like around the same time. But then 
it started collecting dust and I was just like, what am I going to do with this? Like it's gaining followers. Like I built a good following and then I just did a complete delete rebrand. And then I started doing, yeah, I started doing the, the compilation that I have now, which is the Ascension one. Yeah. Do you think your music schooling helped a lot with like the business decisions that you've made with the Vine Records and owning, owning and running your own record label? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this one was definitely, I'm focusing more on my production, I will say, and my music, yeah. but that's just something I do on the side that I just, I just love helping other artists because I know how it is. I mean, you, you have all this music and then the labels sometimes don't get back to you and it's just like, where else do I send it? So it's, it's just nice to have like a platform where you can just offer to upcoming right. artists and yeah. be like, hey, I, you know, you want to release on my label? And they're like, hell yes. Part of the reason why I started this podcast too is to just provide another platform, you know, it's a very, yeah. very shared vision. Um, do you have conflicts in, because I know you release on other labels, do you have conflicts within yourself of like, should I release this on mine or should I release this to someone else? Like, what are some of the deciding factors of like knowing where to send your music? <laughs> so a lot of it is just like, I have a, like a spreadsheet and I just go through like my favorite mid low tiers and then just go from there. And then yeah. that's basically how I do it. I mean, I just try to see who bites. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if no one does, do you release on your label then? Okay, so I haven't yet, like I said, but um, it's definitely something I'm looking into. But for now, I'm going to keep that for other artists. I have released on there with a collab with um, some friends of mine. But right now, I'm just trying to get as many ears as I can. And then once I start growing the label, that's definitely... I would love to release on my own label. (laughs) Insane reach. I don't have to go anywhere else. I mean, as much as I love other labels, like it's also amazing to just be like self-sufficient as well. Well, yeah. Then like going back to what you were saying earlier, you have full creative control over that aspect of it too. So Exactly. Since you are trying to grow uh, Divine Records, what's like your long-term vision for the label? Oh my gosh. I mean, I would... Come on. I mean, I would love for it to be like the next, like, you know, disciple or never say die or something. That would be amazing. But honestly, just even if it's just like a small, good collective that people just book at festivals or book at like shows, like that would be awesome if people are just like kind of like Savage Society where they kind of have like their little group and people are like, oh yeah, those are the Savage Boys, Savage Society. Like (laughs) that would be cool to have like, you know, kind of like a crew. Yeah. (laughs) How many artists have you released with so far? (laughs) <laughs> 12. Damn. So, and honestly, I've released for a lot more. I told you I did do a delete and rebrand just because yeah, yeah. I just wanted to come in from scratch. I just feel like it looks better when if you have like an organized artwork. So you kind of yeah. have like the whole aesthetic, you kind of have everything Branding already all put together. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I mean, I did the same thing on mine. That's why a lot of the music is not on my profile. It's on everybody else's yeah, because I'm trying yeah. to get as many ears as possible until I build that following where I'm like, all right, let's go and self release <laughs> that makes total sense um through all of this time going back to even like when you were doing r&b and stuff what has been like the biggest lesson that you've learned throughout your journey the biggest thing that i've learned so far is not to compare your journey with someone else's because that yes. is probably the biggest thing everyone just naturally does as humans you like you just go on instagram and you're like oh my gosh like you know they're already here like you know, why am I not even close to there? Why are they, you know, what am I doing wrong? What, you know, yeah. am I trash? Like what's going on? Yeah, we all struggle with that. Literally all of us, even me. <laughs> all of us. It's just like, that's why I kind of mentioned and I touched base before where it's kind of just like your your own worst enemy. You're the one stopping yourself, yeah. like, you know. And, yeah. you know, just because someone maybe just popped out of nowhere and blew up doesn't 
doesn't mean that you like, that's not your, that's not part of your journey. Like you're during, like everyone has, you know, room to eat. We can all eat. It's just, everyone has their own place and time and, you know, so. Yeah. Why do you think people compare themselves so much to other people? Just because they see where like there might be like ahead of them or. I think it has to do with um, just, you see people in the same field as you are and you look for inspiration. You look, you're like, Oh, I want to be there. I want to do that. So then when you see that and then you're not maybe getting, let's say you're not getting shows and like, you know, some people have been DJing for like seven years and they just started getting shows and they just started getting into production. And then other people that have been playing for like two years and they're already doing shit. It's like, what? (laughs) Right. No, exactly. It's just like, you just never know what life will throw at you. So you can just kind of have to not compare your own journey and kind of just use it as fuel and look at it and be like, damn, like, I want to be like that, like be salty about it and like, let it ruin your day. Or you can just be like, you know what? Like if they can do it, I can do it too. So let's like, what do I have to do? Like what, how can I align my cards to be where I have to be and kind of start, you know, doing things that aligns to what I want to do. I think it's daunting for people to look at that too and like be confident enough to like just start in the first place. Like I know like a lot of people are like, that'd be cool. Like like have this like dream of wanting to be in the music industry, dream of wanting to be an artist. They like might even have talent too, but to like put themselves out there like that, like it's kind of a daunting feeling. It's um, a lot. Do you have any advice on like people taking their first step into the industry? Yes. What I would say, I mean, it depends what you're looking for in the industry, but if you're looking into like production or DJing, I mean, the first step is just doing it and keep going. That's the first step because honestly, it sounds easy. It sounds simplified, but it's honestly really hard for people because they look at it and they're like, Oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. But then they don't want to put like the work and the energy. A lot of people don't realize how much work it takes too. (laughs) I didn't. And I just have to keep going. (laughs) People see the success they don't see the journey. Like it's like yeah. a whole uphill battle. It's yeah. not like, Oh, like it's no, it's like, it's like yeah. this until finally it's just like, you know, and then that's even when you're even, I mean, a lot of people think like, Oh, I'm going to get to a certain size and I'm not going to have these struggles. I hear people like other interviews with like top artists. They're like, we still have our same issues. If anything, we have more issues. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, a hundred percent. It's just, honestly, it's one of those fields that like, you just have to bite your teeth and just go yeah. like, if this is for you, if this is your passion, like nothing will stop you, even though yep. there'll be times where they'll be like, you know, should I do this? Should I give up? Like something inside you, if you're super passionate and you love this, like you will all like, you'll never give off. You'll just keep doing it. Cause that's what makes you happy. You know, whether you're right. not, you're doing it for, you know, whatever you're doing it also for yourself and it's just fun. It's just, you know, right. So. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with too. Like a lot of people, it is like a courage thing, but it's also like at the same time, it's right. like knowing or having like the tools necessary to be able to start in the first place. Like at my, my start, I had to like research everything else. I didn't even know, like, because I know, like, release, you know, releasing your own music, you use like DistroKid or whatever, right. use a platform to push that. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I got to do all the research right. on myself. Obviously, luckily, we have the internet. We can do anything, like we said earlier. But a right. lot of people are just like, how do I even get started with all this? There's producing, there's DJing, there's like all this stuff. Do you think people should, this is kind of a popular topic, but do you think people should start with DJing or do you think people should start with producing first? <laughs> okay. So I think <laughs> it all depends, but I started with yeah. production. I think like, I mean, for the longevity, I think it's cool if you can just like make your own music because, 
you know, the best feeling in the world is to DJ your song and see people like dance and love your song. Like, okay, yeah, you can play other people's songs. Like, that's cool. You set the vibe for the yeah. room, but like, it's just a different feeling when you've actually like, it's like your baby. Like you've yeah. literally spent so long creating it. Yeah. Yep. And then finally you get to like show it to the world and everyone's just going crazy and you're just like, oh, and no one really knows other people can play your song and you can play other people's song. But if you actually made the song, I feel like it's, you know the ins and outs of it and like know where to connect it in your set. Like Absolutely. people who play all original sets usually play their songs a lot better than anyone else just because they know that they made it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even just like sudden death, like it's like all original. Yeah. Like that's yep. goals. Like yep. that, like you know, when you see him, it's gonna be sudden death. Like you yep. know it's gonna be like his or even void. Yeah, or void. I mean, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um going back to going to music school do you think that helped you in any way of like the beginning phases like it was more of just like a mental challenge for you than like a knowledge challenge for you yes I mean I've tried online schooling before and it just wasn't my thing so I was just the kind of person that I just love to you know ask questions I I can't yeah. ask a computer a question you know what I mean <laughs> so I I just felt like I definitely learned a lot and I feel like that kind of like sped a little bit of my process to kind of understand because even though towards the beginning when I was just learning and went to school and it was a lot to take in, it was overwhelming. Like I was yeah. just like, I can't, you know, I took a lot of notes and I just, I feel like it did kind of speed up, um, the learning like my curve. knowledge, yeah. right. The learning curve yeah. a little bit. I wouldn't say a lot because it still was just me going into the DAW and then just experimenting trial and error. But at least I understood like the concepts of like the queuing, like, why am I doing this? A compressor, why am I doing this? Like what, you know, I, I already had an understanding coming in. So it's not like I'm opening a blank slate of Ableton and I'm just like, what do I do? Cause it's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I've looked at Ableton. I'm not a producer myself and I have an editor that works on my podcast and he's also yeah. a music producer. So he's very much used to uh, Ableton as well. Um, Sick. But yeah, looking at a DOS software like that, not being a music music producer, I'm like, where would I even begin with all this stuff? Like, it looks so daunting. It's like alien technology. You're yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> Drag and drop where? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, oh my God. After starting is the fact that like, it is a wrong road and you have to keep going even when you feel like you want to give up. What techniques have you discovered work best for you when you feel that feeling of wanting to give up? Oh, I wish there was like a great answer for that. But yeah. unfortunately, there's not. You just kind of have to remind yourself, like, you know, kind of where you started. That's what I was and, about to say. Yeah. Just seeing, you know, how far you've come. And you're just like, wow, like I've before when I started, I was just like, I could barely finish. You know, yeah. that's the biggest struggles for most producers when they're starting is finishing actually their, finishing. finishing their songs. Yeah. Yeah. And like, now I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've have so many finished tracks. Like I'm so proud of myself. So I, awesome. it kind of like motivates me. And then I see, like, I kind of just start listening to like, you know, sets like online, like Lost Lands or something, or like yeah. live sets or, you know, listening to my favorite artists and just getting inspired and just be like, you know what? Okay. I got to, you know, yeah. and then also kind of, it sounds cheesy, but like looking at footage of me, like performing, I'm like, I want to do like, this is, this is me. Yeah. This is what I want to do. So it kind of, yeah. it kind of motivates me. And compete being in competition with yourself. Like I tell myself all the time, like, look how far you've come. Yeah. Like if you quit now, like this is as far as you're going to go. Exactly. Like, if you quit now, like you're never going to reach your goals. So the idea exactly. of like keeping your goals in mind and being in competition with yourself every day and trying to improve every day and keeping that end goal in mind, but also reflecting of how far you've come. Like if you've been in like exactly. a year, two years, it's like 
our project completely different than when we first started. And look how far it's come, look how much it's grown. And I think yeah. that's one of the most motivating things that I have to remind myself when I feel like giving up because I know that happens to all of us. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to just be like, yeah, just like reflect on yourself. And then, but at the, in that time when you're at your lowest, it's like nothing. Like yeah. it's just like, you're just like in that hole of darkness until yeah. finally that little slither of light of hope comes in and you're just like, let me go. Let's like I'm going to go and be the best version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with never giving up and looking at the end goal, what are some of the biggest things that you want to accomplish in your career? So I definitely want to make an album one day. That would be super sick. Sick. And, definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have uh, my EP coming out on 22222. So I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. Was that planned date-wise? Yes. I was yeah. like, I always see like angel numbers like all the time. Like I'll see 222, 1111. Like my name on Discord is 222. So I was like, this nice. is so me. Like I Perfect. have to take advantage of this date. That's not going to happen again. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, the planets and the stars are aligning. Like, it's my time. Like, let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> Does 222 have anything to do with the EP? Um, not necessarily, but okay. it just has to do with my spirituality. Because, cool. I mean, it does, like, the EP kind of has, like, a balance of light and dark. Like, it's called duality. So I have oh, a lot so of... For example, Singularity, which is out, it kind of talks about like yeah. a singularity and like if AI takes over like humans and in the future. And then I have That's another an one. Interesting conversation too. Well, right. we'll get into that another time. But yeah, AI is taking over the world. <laughs> right, right, right. It's wild. Neuralink and all. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then I have another one called Cosmic Information, which that one is, I kind of like start singing in the breakdown. And I said, you know, basically in order to change the world, you got to change yourself. Like I keep singing that because I mean, I think that's huge. And yep. then um, Deception, which it, like I said, the light and dark, this one's kind of just like, you'll see. <laughs> awesome. I'm excited to hear. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time because your mix is also coming up after this. So wrap up with the last couple of questions. How can the fans and the listeners of this show support you? Awesome. So I would say just follow me on all socials. Like a like or a comment goes a long way. If you have a favorite artist, please engage with them. Yes. Please. It goes so far. Please engage with them. Just like if they're the biggest artists in the world, like just yeah. show them some love because, you know, you just never know um, their journey and how hard they're working or yep. if they're on the verge of quitting, you know, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I mean, right now I'm, I'm in a solid place. I'm super motivated and excited, but yeah. I definitely have been at that time. And in that time, and I've had many people just like been super supportive and even called me their favorite, like DJ producer. I'm like, what, how that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm just so humbled by like all the support. And I just, you know, I'm very grateful to be in the position I am now. And I know that it's only going to get better. Oh yeah. So. Awesome. Uh, final question before we get out of here. Uh, same question I ask at the end of every interview. Um, if there's one piece of advice you could tell yourself when you first got into working in the music industry, what would it be and why? It would be to open Ableton as soon as possible because that just <laughs> takes time and energy. That's a good <laughs> it one. It takes so much time. I mean, if I started at like 14, I think... I don't even know where I'd be by overcome now. Like your, I, <laughs> overcome your fear of starting too. Just get over that right. hump. Just do it. Even if you're terrible, just, do just keep doing it. Exactly. Because I mean, everyone starts somewhere. Like we are biggest yeah. artists. Like they were seriously in the same position as yeah, you. Yeah, they all sucked at one time. <laughs> yeah, all of them. All yeah. of them. Every single one of them sucked at one time. <laughs> the only difference is the amount of work that they put in. Literally the only exactly. difference. So. Awesome. Thank you so exactly. much for being on the show today. 
Thanks for having me. Millions of years ago, a meteorite is seen streaking through the night sky. The impact would be enormous, felt for miles around. The meteor and surrounding area would have instantly vaporized, leaving nothing behind. The gases from this event would enter the atmosphere and become solid, returning to the earth in a harsh, glassy rain. From this ancient impact comes
relate to things that are believed to come from a supernatural power, such as a supreme being, supreme being, supreme being. Divine things are regarded as eternal and based in truth. Material things are based in illusion. Such things that may qualify as divine as divine is the soul, the soul, the soul, divinity.
looking deeper at the world all around you. It's important to let go of ideas that no longer serve you. All of us, every single person on this planet, are cosmic beings of life and light in the universe. You must find the 
all the time. Has nothing to think about except thoughts. So he loses touch with reality and lives in a world of illusion. Thank you so much divinity for coming on the show today and telling us how you've battled against the feeling of wanting to give up i know it's something that we all truly face but how you're able to break through the barrier of initially taking that first step and pursuing your dream career 
Please, guys, keep an eye out for a new EP dropping February 22nd. And if you're struggling to find that belief within yourself that you can truly do anything that you set your mind to, then I invite you to come join the Underground Society Facebook group called the Society Meeting Room, where myself and the rest of the Underground Society members would be happy to help give you the push to continue following your dreams and stay on the right track. The link for that is in the description.